Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, and thanks for listening. As you know, ratings and reviews are very important to the show. So stop what you're doing and head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Hello, FitPro podcast listeners. Today I have the great privilege of interviewing Mr. Jim Padilla. Jim is a master sales trainer and an expert team builder. He has shared the stage with Jay Abraham and master motivator Les Brown. Jim specializes in leading business owners in the sales process through building teams and systems. Jim has spent more than 20 years building championship teams in sports and in business, and he will do the same for you. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. Hey, that was a very brief intro into who you are and what you're up to these days. Would you mind um, diving a little bit deeper into your story? Uh, absolutely. Um, no, it's interesting because uh, it, it's it's always funny to see the trail that we took, you know, the path that we each got to where we are. And um, it's, you know, it's during the journey, I, I thought that my life was a mess. I didn't really understand it. And now over these last few years, as our business has just really thrived, um, you start looking back and you realize all the little turmoils and, uh, and potholes you got stuck in along the way because they were vital for the process of becoming where you are now. And um, I have been, you know, I, I was a guy who went from job to job to job out of college because I never found my fit. I was always, you know, I was always the one who couldn't see a, uh, another way to get it done better, uh, especially as it pertains to just dealing with people. And, um, you know, too many companies seem to see people as an expense, and I've always had the process and the mindset that people are your greatest asset and resource. And, you know, that simple perspective to change how you treat people, how you interact with them, how you incentivize them, and everything else about them. And so I was always uh, in and out until I found my, um, you know, the real opportunities for me became when uh, my, I got into sales uh, as a strategy when I was a restaurant manager making $3,364 a month and I had a garnishment with the government that was taking half my check. And I needed to make $3,364 to keep it. So I found a sales job that was in the paper that said, hey, come and earn what you're worth. And I called the guy and I said, hey, I said, can I make $6,600 so that the government can take half and I can keep my 33? And he said, man, you can make 10 grand a month. You can make as much as you want. I was like, dude, I don't need to make as much as I want. I need to make $6,600. Can I do that? And we had this conversation every day for a week. And then I finally went down and met him and uh, went out, took my college-educated self, my manager degree, my managerial professional experience and was out knocking doors selling alarm systems and I was devastated because I felt like my life had fallen into the toilet and I started realizing that I can actually help people and make as much money as I want to and feel good about it and uh, by a pretty short period of time I started mastering the process built a team my team pretty much out produced the whole office and pretty soon I had my own dealership had ADT dealerships in three different cities and was just making a, a huge splash and really figuring out how to get people to excel. 
and uh, and I learned a lot about developing people. Um, and then you know I, I also spent some time uh, in the collections um, industry years ago, and credit card collections specifically. And man, I learned an awful lot about myself in that I just could not live in that environment. It's such a negative space, and it seemed like the people who got the greatest result were just beating people up. And I was the ultimate nice guy, and I bought everybody's story. So when I called and said, hey, you have that, you know, you owe us $20,000, you have the money. Oh, my husband's in the hospital, and we lost a job. And I was like, man, my heart was breaking. And can you just send me 20 bucks, you know? And so we lived on commission only. So needless to say, I wasn't eating very large checks. I wasn't eating very large meals because my checks were so small. And we had this thing called roll call. And it was every day at 11 a.m., had a hundred guys in this building, and the mail would come in in the morning, and they would count off the the, the, the uh, top ten and the bottom ten producers every day, and it'd be like, man, there was some big checks coming in. It'd be like Jones five thousand, Smith eighteen thousand, you know, so and so fifteen hundred, and then the bottom ten would be like every day, Padilla one hundred and twelve dollars, you know, eighteen bucks, because I was just collecting anything I could from people because I felt bad for them, so I made no money. But I did learn something extremely valuable in that process in that people respond to pressure. Now, I'm not a, an abuser of people by any stretch, and I don't do that. But I have learned how to in- integrate into the sales process the ability for people to experience their own tension um, because it's a very important part of the process for people to make decisions for themselves. They have to see the consequence of not taking action on things. So that was a, big, a very big, uh, important part of uh, the growth process in the sales game. And um, as you, you might know, uh, I know you have some affiliation with Eric Bachholm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I, I went through mortgage for about 10 years and was building teams and, and selling a lot of uh, mortgage uh, finance back transactions. And then in 2008, that all went sideways. And I got frustrated, lost an office. Uh, in 48 hours, went from 35 reps when the crash hit to there was nobody left in the office except me and the broker and the realtor. And I had a, a quarter million dollar pipeline drained down to literally zero in 72 hours. And then uh, I met this guy named Eric Lawholm, who happened to be subleasing the office we were in. And I was pissed. And I was like, who's this Eric Lawholm guy? And so I snagged one of his CDs that he had stacked around the office as he was moving stuff in. And I was listening to it. So I essentially stole it from him. But I told him about this years later. <laughs> and I was listening to him talk about sales training and process and really understanding. I was like, wow, I'm doing a lot of that intuitively and I wonder if I can do this intentionally. So I started listening to them, started getting into the whole sales training concept and realized, you know what, all I have to do is take the skill sets that I've learned about sales and influence and package them and teach them to other people. And I started just limping along, started figuring out my process and thinking, how do I show people how to do what I do? And uh, over you know a period of a few years, I ended up actually working for Eric Lawholm and being uh, leading his sales trainer division. And then uh, I you know just, it was time to sprout my wings and fly a couple of years ago, and I've taken you know pieces of parts of everything I've learned from so many mentors, including Eric, and uh, mastered my own system. And now we have what we call our influence process. And we have an influence map where it essentially leads people step by step through how to create their enrollment conversation in an effective, strong way that allows you to really sell who you are and be, and be in integrity and feel good about selling to people. 
Wow, that's quite the journey. Definitely has all those things have contributed to uh, where you are currently, especially um, one, just the hands-on knowledge that you gained uh, in regards to selling a product that now you are very proud of and the difference between selling something or trying to attempt to sell something that you weren't very proud of. And then also just the um, hands-on with the mentors that you've had along the way has definitely um, brought you to where you are today. Absolutely. Now, before we get started, d- dig into the content of the interview, I'd like to ask you, uh, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote is from John Wooden, it's getting better never ends. And it's kind of it's been a, a life philosophy of mine, um, and it's actually part of uh, our culture in our, in our mission and vision statement with our team. We have a sales team, about 35 people, and with all of our clients, and we we believe that getting better never ends, and it's so much so that it's not just something we do weekly or daily or annually. We we believe you can get better minute by minute, and so we teach it, and we have an evaluation process that we lead our team and our clients through, so that we don't we don't teach that the sales conversation ends when you get off the phone. It ends after you've filled out your tracking, after you've done a self-evaluation, real honest and reflection. And we also teach that evaluation. Uh, Here's a big one for everybody listening. Evaluation is to be done with a pencil, not a hammer, guys. You're not allowed to beat yourself up. You know, information is nothing more than feedback. It's just there to tell you where you can do better, what can be improved, what needs to be continued. It's not so you can go, man, I suck. I can't believe I did that. So... That's, that doesn't help anybody. Right. Yeah, I really like that one. That's that's would be key for anybody to strive for. Now, um, also, what is one of your keys to business success? Um, our key, one of our big keys to business success is uh, is really knowing what you stand for. Um, I, I used to try to be the jack of all trades and you know try to solve everybody's problem. And I've realized that once I know what I'm about, it really allows me to show up fully and uh, it attracts the right people to you because people are very attracted to people who have clear focus direction on where they want to go, what they want to do. And there's, there's a very strong attraction quality for people when they see that you, you stand for something strong. And then it allows you to, to, to be able to not uh, be distracted by all the other good things out there uh, because we find that you know, the bad things never derail us because we know they're bad. It's the good things that derail us because we think everything's good. And then we start chasing our tail and then all the, trying to chase all these good things, you never reach great. Right. And definitely the person who has um, a clear vision is going to influence somebody that doesn't have a vision. Absolutely. Now, for personal trainers and fitness business owners, um, one of the things that would highly be highly effective to their business is learning how to master the language of influence. Um, is that something that you can walk us through and how a personal trainer can apply that to their business and how it can help them grow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, influence is, is something that we teach as a language and as a superpower. Um, having the ability to influence people. We don't, teach, we don't teach leadership and influence as showing people what to do or telling them what to say. We actually define uh, leadership and influence as becoming the person that people will follow willingly. And then they, it's the natural conclusion is a yes, right? Because they want what you have, or they want to be what you are, and they, because they see something in you that they want. And um, so it's, it's really important. And 
you know, we definitely, um, we believe sales and leadership is synonymous and that influence is the language of leadership. Um, leaders learn how to speak in bottom line language, you know, which is one of our very important things that we teach people is learn to say things quickly and succinctly so that people don't get lost and, and be bottom line driven because um, uh, leaders can speak in an economy of words. So know what you want to say, know what you stand for, and know how to deliver your message in a way that empowers people. Um, so the first step is just getting really crystal clear about how you want to show up in the world. And one of the things that we teach, uh, you, know, you can ask yourself one simple question to determine that. What is it that you want people to think, feel, or do differently as a result of experiencing you? All right, so if you can't answer that question, then you need to put a little thought to it. You know, how do you want people to change? What do you want them to do? When they experience you, do you want them to be inspired to take action on something? Do you want them to, to be go internal into thought? Do you need them to change uh, a, a, a step in their process? Do you want them to go vote? Whatever it is, you, you need to be crystal clear about that so your messaging shows up in a way that they do it. Now, what are some of the ways that um, personal training business owners can um, influence their audience and or uh, employees and staff? Um, it's uh, definitely, like I said, messaging is going to be a big key so that you show up delivering the right message so that they all buy into it. Um, and the other is it's really being able to empower people and believe. One of the things that we see so much of is that um, there are so many brilliant people out there and brilliance is not the key determiner of success. It's confidence and being able to take action. And so when, when you as a leader, which is what you are, if you're a fitness training professional, uh, you're a leader and a salesperson by nature, the best thing you can do for people is inspire them to take action by, by instilling confidence in them, no matter where they are. Even if they're brand new, beginning, trying to figure out what to do next, you have to be able to inspire them to see the greatest version of themselves so that they want to take action. And then once they're taking action, you can start laying out the steps and create a plan. But if they're so confused about what you do or what they need to do or in fear, they're not going to take action. And you can have all the skills in the world. You're never going to deliver them a result. So that's, um, that, that's one of the biggest ones. Because uh, we spend so much time focusing on the what and the how that we completely forget to really connect them um, to believing in themselves that, that what it is they're trying to overcome is actually doable. So empowering your clients to see what they're capable of and that they have it have what is required within them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and giving them that compelling reason to uh, to want to do it. This is something that, um, that we talk about a lot is we call it a selfish why. And... You know, most people, when they when you start asking, why do they want to do this, whether it's lose weight, uh, change their lifestyle, whatever, it's, it's typically, you know, people are afraid to, to speak in, uh, you know, they, they're afraid to look selfish. And so we say a lot of esoteric things. Oh, I want to be healthy, I want to be vibrant, I want to inspire people, I want to change the world, blah, 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 which is great. And we all do on some level. But there's gotta, that's not the stuff that wakes you up at 2 in the morning. That's not the stuff that puts you through a rough week and gets you up to say, yeah, I'm going to take this on and kick its butt. You have to get clear and intentional about what is your selfish why. If I want to change the world, why does it matter to me? What's in it for me? If I want to help people uh, lose their weight, if I want to help people change how they show up in the world, great. That's awesome for them. But that changing their life doesn't motivate me. Changing my life motivates me. 
And so I have to connect the dots between why it's so important for that person to change their life. If it makes me feel significant as a leader, if it makes me feel completed, fulfilled, if it makes me money, whatever it is, you got to get crystal clear and honest with yourself so that you actually have a reason to be able to to drive yourself to do this every day. And then when you're getting, you'll never help other people get good at it if you don't get good at it yourself. So when you can get really honest with yourself about it, then you'll be able to help other people get honest with themselves about why they're doing their thing, whatever it is they need to do. Now, you know, within the personal training scope, uh, one of the big things is the consultation, uh, which or would be a the professional sales presentation. What would be an example of some of the probing questions that a personal trainer can ask to get to those pain points um, within a, cl- a, a client that might be interested in doing business with them? Yeah, um, you know, that that's great too because um, the first thing, probing questions are phenomenal. I, I think probing questions are one of the greatest secret weapons you can have in your tool belt as a salesperson. Um, they should be in every part of your question of, of your you know of your conversation. And the key that, that we need to focus on is where does the person, where does your ideal client need to be to be able to need you, right? So it's not the day that they feel good about themselves. It's usually the day where they're experiencing some trouble. So you need to have a list of questions that, that put them in the place of remembering, oh, wow, I have a problem that needs to get solved. And... So we teach, uh, you know, we teach giving, first walking them through that process, getting clear in their mind. So maybe it's, uh, you know, at the end of a, of a long run and they feel good about themselves because they just accomplished it. That's not the time. They feel victorious right then. What you want them to think about is the days where they don't want to go to the gym, the days where they don't want to work out, the days where they feel really bad about themselves because they're trying everything and not getting the results that they need. They work their butt off for a week. And they stepped on the counter, or on the, excuse me, on the scale, and saw no improvement. And so now they want to beat themselves up or quit. So those are the places where they need you the most. And so, what kind of questions can you ask them to get to put them in that place? And it's not about instilling fear; it's about allowing them to experience their own tension, because those things are real. But we, they try to, you know, we as people try to numb it all the time and minimize it. And if we're going to help them make a decision, we have to help them really experience the tension that they bring up. Not us. We don't want to put them in a fear-based mode. But we want them to be able to to pull it from themselves and realize that it's there and the only way it's going to be fixed is if they address it. Right. So getting them to get to those pain points that are really the reason that they're they're in front of you is going to help you in the sales process and in regards to closing the sale as well. Absolutely. And the reason that I intentionally um, didn't answer you with a specific question on those is because I believe this, these things come best from you. Like I'll give you an example uh, for me in the sales training environment. One of the questions I ask people all the time is, I don't ask, do you need to make more money? Because of course they need to make more money. I ask, what, how did it feel the last time you went to pick up the phone and make those 20 calls? And are you tired of the days when your, phone, your palms get sweaty? Right? Are you, you know, how many times have you not marketed simply because you know that marketing is going to lead to a sales conversation and you don't want to have that sales conversation? And I'll get people go, oh my gosh, yeah. That's the stuff they relate to. And it also lets them know that I know them. All right? So, how, how, what would be your parallel in the fitness training world, right? How many times did you, you know, did you look at yourself on a scale and not see the results you want? So, you immediately dove into the ice cream and adding, you know, insult to injury, 
Now you are you just wasted a week and you just killed yourself mentally and emotionally. Now you start beating yourself up because you feel failure or whatever. And if everybody's felt something like that before. So you can ask them, you know, to connect themselves to the reality of those moments where they realize that a professional will help alleviate a lot of that pain. Right. And keeping the questions open ended so that they can continue to talk. Yes. And not just asking yes and no questions. Right. Right. Put them in that spot. And then, um, you know, one of the things that I like to do is um, connect them um, with their sense. We use the five senses. So when, when that happened, what did it feel? Where did you feel it? You know, what did it smell like? What did it sound like? You know, look forward into the future and see you overcoming this problem. And what does that feel like? What is, you know, what, what's different about you now and then? Um, and uh, it's interesting because we work with a lot of you know fitness professionals and health coaches and stuff, and they always say the same thing: like, man, it's easy for you to sell, Jim, because you sell something that helps people make money. I sell fitness. Fitness doesn't help people make money. Well, it's your job to connect those dots. Mm-hmm. It's your job is to help them see it. You know what? Because I'm 30 pounds overweight, I don't have confidence. Because I don't have confidence, I don't speak up. I hide in the shadows. You know, how many different places have I been missing opportunities because I didn't feel empowered? And then all of a sudden, you know, you can give them a testimonial of, you know, working with Susie, who all of a sudden stopped because she started feeling good about herself. She stopped hiding in the shadows. She started showing up early. She started working twice as hard. She started speaking up in meetings. Pretty soon she's going to her boss with the confidence, knowing that she should be doing more, leading people because she feels better. And it all started from getting her health on track. You know, if you can connect those dots, that's how you become the influence master. You start leading people to a place of, of being powerful because they're not going to see it if you don't help them see it. Right. Yeah. No, I know for myself, uh, one of the questions that I ask in my uh, consultation is, um, you know, what are their goals are? And a lot of times they're very generic, you know, lose weight. So then I'll dig a little deeper into that. Well, how much weight would you like to lose if, you know, if you had, there were no limits, what would your be your ideal weight? And they'll usually say, you know, 30 pounds lighter or what have you. And then the next question is, well, when when was the last time you weighed that amount? They'll answer that question. And then uh, how did you feel when you weighed that amount? And then they're leading themselves into how they felt when they were that much lighter. And then, of course, my business or any personal training studio or personal fitness professional has the answer to their question, which is they're the key to helping them get back to that weight. So... That's another way of digging a little bit deeper into those generic answers on um, some of the those probing questions. And you have to because if you leave them at the surface level, they'll never get deep enough into the problem to realize they need to solve it. And then you'll find, you know, it's funny because I'll have people come to me all the time, Jim, i got to overcome this money objection. i got to overcome the I can't afford it, I don't have time objection. Well, when I listen to the calls, we do a lot of call audits. And I'll listen to the call and I realize, you know what, this wasn't about the objection. This was about the fact that you didn't probe deep enough in the beginning to get them connected to the consequence of not solving the problem. So if they don't get deep enough there, you're going to have money objections. You're going to have time objections because they're not motivated to solve the problem. You have to get really into that personal why. I know another part of some of the things that you teach are the three key auto-influencers. Would you mind explaining those to us and what they mean? Yeah, um, auto-influencers... This is a concept by, um, by, by Ray Mancini, who, who, who is, um, he wrote the book Influence. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I'm just Robert Mancini. And 
I've studied this book relentlessly, and it's really about the influencers that lead people to do things automatically. And there's six key ones, but I'm going to share three that are, that are really important and easy to understand. The thing is, they're happening to us all the time. We just don't usually know it. I like people to be able to do it intentionally. Um, one of the biggest ones is likability. Right? We need When we have people who like us, we like them. It's just a human response. The people we like most typically are the ones who like us. And so we need to be able to demonstrate that. Like there's literally a chemical drip and reaction that happens when somebody likes us, even as silly as when they like your Facebook post. Right? Somebody you don't even know, you've never met, you put something and they like you. You go, oh, good, I feel good. Somebody likes me. And so we want to be able to create that in our normal conversation. Right? So how can you demonstrate things to people that you like them? How can you show them that you appreciate what they're doing because people want to feel valued? And it's simple, and sometimes it seems uh, very gimmicky, but you have to do it from a place of sincerity, or it doesn't even matter. You demonstrate to people, you know, hey, I really appreciate that you took the time to be here. You know, I really like this about you. I like this field that you're in. I like your intention, because um, people want to feel valued and important. So, likability is a big one. Um, reciprocity is another huge auto-influencer. We have a, a genetic code uh, serotonin drip becomes inside of us when we create community. And community is created by doing things for other people. Not even just to the point where um, when I do something good for you, it makes me feel good and it makes you feel good. People who watch somebody do something for somebody else also get the same drip serotonin inside them. So they want to run and go do something for somebody else. So that's how the pay it forward uh, concept works. So, you know, a little simple, something simple. I was just uh, walking to the grocery store the other day. And somebody was opening the door for me. And I was about 25 feet away from the door. And I was just walking at my own pace. As soon as I saw that he was holding the door for me, I sped up my pace. That was my way of giving back to him. I saw that he was holding it open for me. And I was like, oh, shoot, I, I got I to show the appreciation. And I, it wasn't even conscious. It just happened. right? Because we want to give back to people who give to us. So in the enrollment conversation, in your sales process, you should always be looking for opportunities to give to people, whether it's a, an opt-in, a free PDF, um, uh, an insight, a tip, a strategy, because the more we give, um, the more they feel obligated to listen and do. And again, the key with, with influence is not that you use it on people. Never use it on people. That's when it's manipulation. Influence should be used with people because they have huge barriers because they're afraid of being sold. And we have to use the keys of the power of influence to be able to remove those barriers so that they can actually listen. Once they're listening to you, now it's a conversation. And then it's not a, a, an altercation. And it's not you against them. Right. Uh, I first learned about that, the law of reciproc reciprocity through uh, Brian Tracy's book, uh, Maximum Achievement. And that was the first um, I had kind of heard of that, even though it's something that's kind of a natural law. Um, obviously, when somebody does something for you, you want to return the favor. Right. But um, it was the first time I'd seen it on paper, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because people will do it intentionally even if they don't want to. Right. <laughs> right. It's like people don't want to be in debt. They don't want to do something for me because now, shoot, i got to do something for you. And so it's so ingrained in us in our culture. So we just want to be able to use it in a positive way for people. Um, and another way, here's a, here's a couple of strategies that you can implement around this next one. Um, the third one that we teach on is, is authority. Authority is an auto-influencer in a powerful, powerful way. 
Um, you're you're experiencing it right now. You are interviewing me. So everybody listening to this call sees Andy as an expert because this is your podcast. This is your call. And so in, by because you host a call, the assumption is you're an expert and you're good at this and you know what you're doing, which means we're gonna, the people listening are going to hold you in just a little bit higher esteem because you have implied authority as an expert in this field. And what we need to do is utilize that uh, for our benefit. So now if you're just one-to-one in a sales conversation, you're not, you're, you are an equal. Mm-hmm. When somebody is accessing your time, you're an authority. So then instead of selling them something, you're making recommendations and you're recommending as an expert. Hey, look, here's what I see. Here's where you're, you're, I see that your problem is. And here's the recommendation I'm going to make for you. I think, you know, here's a solution that you need to take advantage of because it works. That's totally different than somebody who's just selling one-to-one. And one of the things, uh, a couple of few uh, key ways to be able to, um, to execute that is make sure that you don't ever do a sales conversation straight over the phone. Do it on a conference line because if somebody has to dial in to your conference line, punch in a pin code to access you in their brain, they've all, it doesn't matter how you are in status. If I have to punch in a conference code to access you, my brain tells me you're an expert. My brain tells me you have authority. And so I'm a little bit more in a position to listen to you intently. Same thing if you're speaking in front of the stage or in front of the room. You're the implied expert. You might not know anything about anything, but because you're on the stage and somebody gave you the right to be there, everybody else in the room assumes you have power and influence, and therefore I should listen to you just a little bit more importantly than the person sitting next to me. Right. So those are things that are really powerful to use in your conversations. Um, same thing if you have an assistant, you got a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. Well, do your best to have your assistant schedule your time. Because then there's that buffer, that layer of wow, he's, you know, he must have, he must be somebody or do something. It's not about tricking people; it's just about really staging yourself and positioning yourself so that you can speak into their life in a powerful way. If you're not an honest person, ignore everything I'm saying. <laughs> but if you've got integrity, it's a great way to, to to utilize it for benefit of others. Right. So if somebody can focus on these three things: likability, um, reciprocity, and be an authority, then they're going to be leaps and bounds above somebody else that's not focusing on these three things. Absolutely. It's going to help you show up differently. Now, another one of the points um, that I was interested in hearing more about was the completion versus the close. Definitely. Um, We we don't – it's not that we're – we don't – my concern is in the industry right now that so many people – hate the word sales, that they do everything they can to avoid it. They use they don't talk about closing, they don't talk about objections, they talk about dancing with concerns, and they talk about um, enrolling and inviting and all this stuff. Let's just call it what it is. Sales, we, we say sales is good for the soul. Selling is good for the soul because it's all about changing people's lives. Um, but we don't we don't really believe that you know that the sales process has a close to it. We believe that you're just completing a process. So it's not about closing the door on somebody because nobody wants to feel closed. We want people to feel like this is just the logical completion of the process. So when you can really um, instill in them that they've got to, you know, help them realize they've got a problem, consequence of not solving it, and you're positioned clearly as the solution for that problem, close is inevitable. It just becomes completion of the cycle. So we want people to feel like, you know, we are so committed to your success. And that we are here to to help you see what can be achieved, 
that it's just logical, the next step is to move forward and do business with us. Um, or that it's totally logical for you to be crystal clear that you're not going to do business with us, and we're good with that too. We don't ever get committed to to the um, solution, and that's the biggest key difference between a completion and a close. Close assumes we're going to close the deal. we're going to close the sale. Completion means we're going to lead you to a great decision, even if that decision is no. Right? We want you to be empowered and feel good about saying no if it's a good, clean no, because you know this isn't for you. So the completion is just taking your sales process and our consultation into um, finalizing whether or not they're going to elect to do business with you. Right, right. And it's just, it's just about moving through a natural process as opposed to shutting the door on a process and making somebody feel – because the only challenge with closing is a lot of times it implies that you have to make the sale. And as a fitness business owner or um, fitness professional, there's nothing to feel bad about in that process. It's just the natural progression of a well-delivered consultation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, because you're empowering them to, to make a great change in their life. You know, so you want to you absolutely stand for that. And if it's not for them, you want them to be able to feel really good about it too. Right. As opposed to um, feeling stressed out and overwhelmed because they couldn't pull the trigger to say yes. You know, that doesn't leave them in a better place than when they found you. And that's my goal is every time I meet somebody, uh, by the time I'm done speaking with them, I want them to be better off than where they, where they were when they met me. Now, and the last thing that I wanted to touch on was uh, what's the number one thing that costs personal trainers and or fitness business owners money? We, you know what? It's, it's really getting over the fear of asking for money. A very clear, decisive call to action is what is missing for most people. I see so many brilliant, talented, awesome Professional in the fitness training industry for sure. I mean, there's a ton, man, there's so many brilliant people out there who have all the ability in the world to change somebody's life. And because we're afraid to be pushy, we're afraid to feel like we're salespeople, we're afraid to close, we just make suggestions. We'll give them a card, we'll give them a brochure, we'll give them, oh, you know, give me a call if you get around to it. If you feel like you want to do business, you want to move forward, let me know. You know what they really need from you? They need you to be the leader that they're seeking. They need, some, they need to have the confidence to know that you're going to help them make the tough decisions because when they got to eat, you know, when they got to lose 25 pounds and do and eat a salad instead of a burger, they need someone who's going to hold them accountable. They need to believe that you're that person. And it starts with you letting them know that you're in this with them and you, are, you care so much about their success that you are going to lead them to purchase the program because the first part of committing to your solution is saying yes to yourself. And saying yes to yourself has to start with asking the question. <laughs> have to have it. So the number one thing, the holdup is not asking or finalizing the sale. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big barrier for so many people. Have you, has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, before I got professionally set, um, trained in sales, um, I let a lot of sales slip through my fingers um, by not, you know, being confident in my closing process. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's one thing I've learned, you know, um, as my business has grown is that selling is really a learned skill. It's not something that is like mysterious or one guy does it one way. It's something that all of us can learn and perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's probably the one thing that I, that's usually my parting shot when people say, Hey, you got anything left to, to offer our audience? 
you know, the only difference between me and the average salesperson is, is that I've done 10,000 sales conversations. I, I'm not, I wasn't born with being able to influence. I wasn't born without this fear of being able to lead people. It, you know, I started the same way. You know, I used to call people and pray they wouldn't answer the phone when I called. First time I knocked on the door with an ADT sales offer, I was hoping they wouldn't answer the door. Last thing I wanted to do was talk to this person. You know, it's it's a, it's not an easy thing. It just takes time. Right. It takes time. Now, a couple of rapid fire questions. Um, what are you currently reading? Currently reading is the Ultimate Selling Machine with Mr. Chet Holmes. Ultimate Selling Machine. It's a reread. Uh, read it uh, annually. I uh, highly recommend it. It's a Bible, a sales Bible. All right. Um, yeah, we highly recommend um, personal trainers dig in and be in at least one business book or self-help book, um, you know, a week, a month or whatever they can manage with their schedules. But reading is a huge, um, has been a huge, made a huge impact on my life and um, has helped grow my business. Excellent. Now, also, the, another question is, what is your favorite of all time health, self-help book or business book? Favorite all time is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think, uh, let's put it this way. It's the only book that I think I've bought 10 copies of for myself because I always give it away to somebody and then I go to a place where I need it and I have to, I can't find it so I buy it again. So, <laughs> yeah. that, that one's definitely a classic. I have that one in my library as well. So Yeah. Now, um, in closing, uh, did you have any last golden nuggets you'd like to leave the audience with? Um, you know, I'm going to restate what we were just talking about in that because it's that important. Um, selling is a learned skill. So if it's something you're not great at, no matter where you are on that journey, just know that all you have to do is keep investing in yourself to solve the problem because the more you do, the better you're going to get. And um, it, it just it takes commitment to learning it and stick to it. And understand that Selling isn't about you. When you have fear about selling, it's because you're worried about you. And it's got nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with your client. They need you to show up. They need you to be willing to mess up so that you can help them solve their problem. Right. And one of the key ways to um, minimize that curve or that learning curve um, is to hire a professional coach and or mentor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Jim, how can the audience connect with you and learn more about you? Um, well, there's a couple of ways. Uh, one, Gain the Edge Now is the name of our, our website, the company. It's G-A-I-N-T-H-E-N-O-W.com. And um, we also we have a, a two-day um, immersion training coming up where we literally walk you in two days through how to create your own customized influence map using our process. And um, it's a two-day training event coming up uh, next month, uh, uh, October 22nd, 23rd. And uh, it's uh, it's four hundred ninety seven dollars, and we actually got a, a se- separate offer for you for your listeners here uh, for a two ninety seven, and uh, we'll promote the link for you. I'll post that and give that to you um, so that you can just share it to them. Um, but it's uh, it's we highly recommend that you do it because it's just it's it's something that will pay you back over and over and over for the rest of your life. It's literally, guys, we are. We are great at what we do. We we really crack the code on helping people show up effortlessly, and a great way to lead people to make phenomenal decisions and get more yeses and close more sales. Awesome! Yeah, we'll definitely include that in the show uh, notes. I highly recommend that you guys um, go to that website, see what it's all about, and sign up to take Jim's program. Excellent. Hey Jim, Thanks. I want I want to thank you for your time and all the valuable content you provided the audience. Absolutely, appreciate it. It was a pleasure. 
Thanks. Have a good one. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Please head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series. 